There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to episode 56 of the Anfield Index comic pod, brought to you as always by the Anfield Index. Um, I'm Stu, I'm hosting this evening because I think Rory's done like the last three. Um, Rory, of course, is here. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's nice to be... It's been a little while again since we hyped the Black Panther film, which seems very justifiable after all We seem to be monthly at the minute. Yeah, I think though. I'm yeah, sure there's we, a joke we... about Duncan Ferguson in there, but you know, <laughs> it's not our audience. No. Um, it's a bit tricky because there's a lot coming out this year, which uh, coincidentally we're going to talk about, but it's not kind of hit yet. And there is some TV stuff, but again, it's kind of in between seasons, and there's some comic book stuff we kind of need to look at, but. You know, busy people, busy lives and stuff. So, um, so yeah, so no, it's nice to be back. And there's a lot to talk about on this one, to be fair. Uh, there is. So, as Rory's just hinted at, we're going to do a, a look ahead at the rest of 2018. Now it's actually written down in front of us. It's an absolutely huge year it's for Marvel, year. for Fox, for Netflix. And not really so much for DC, but potentially, you know, they could round out the year in a really positive way. Just before we go any further, Wilson, have you got anything to add? No. The third host this evening is completely disinterested and possibly asleep. Or in a mood because it didn't give him pancakes. That's, yeah, that's sacrilege, man. Because they might make him sick. That's, Mind you, they might make fair. me sick because I did eat a lot of them on my own. <laughs> How many did you eat? Six, but I made really thick ones. Six is quite impressive. Though. Oh, and one of them was honestly, it was like a piece of carpet. It was that thick and it was still kind of liquid <laughs> in the middle. Oh, piece of carpet? Yeah, it was fucking huge. I could have just eaten that one and it would have been good enough. But in, uh, in in unrelated pancake news, uh, by the time this goes out, Black Panther will already have been released. But as we're standing here sitting, well, I'm lying in bed here, 
Um, Black Panther's just come out. I think it was released yesterday. It's a um, random release, man. Yeah, Tuesday, I think it was yeah. released in the UK. Yeah, because it's a couple the of weirdest day of the week it. ever. Yeah, I know some people have seen it today. Maybe it came out. To, is it Tuesday today? Christ, it is. Yeah, it came out today. Um, <laughs> so it came out today in the UK. I don't think it's out in the states till next week. Yeah, they, so, they seem to be. I've had this this chat with Joey quite a few times. That we seem to be. No, we we're a week ahead, man. We're yeah, like the, we're like their first market now for Marvel. We pretty much get all of them at least a week. But normally we get, we get them on a week, Wednesday because yeah. we're both going watching it on Friday. Yeah. But it, it's just such a, a weird release date. But we we've already done our preview. Obviously, that was episode fifty five that was out middle of January. Yeah, it, it was it, a big it, it, podcast actually because I mean we we knew a lot, but I think I haven't really read any reviews, so I'm not trying to get into you know the the depths of it because I, I obviously want no, me either want the surprise, but um but the the general consensus is it's great. We think it's a little bit more conventional, which yeah, I think it's a bit more conventional Marvel, which isn't a bad thing because obviously we talked about how great it looks, um, but I think the action is. It's kind of a little bit more conventional, which is kind of cool because um, another film we're going to talk about coming out this year is quite similar for Marvel. Um, and for me, you kind of need a mix. You know, you do, you know, Ragnarok was way out on its own. Um, Guardians is the same. I think Infinity Wars is just going to be a whole different kind of beast, as we we obviously oh, yeah. have, have talked about. But um, but yeah, you do want your bread and butters. You want your Ant Man's and other films to not always be everyone involved you know what i mean it's it's nice to have some focus and and an origin origin story which we've been a while since we've had one of those to be fair you, well you're talking captain well, do, america doc, doc, doctor strange was well doctor strange kind yeah. of an origin and, and, and then ant-man as well but that was prior yeah but they they don't feel like origin stories i it went i was going to say captain america is the first the last one i could really yeah yeah think, think of that the others didn't really drill as deep. No, maybe and it's I just think because they're, they're characters that we don't know as much. Well, and equally, I say I think with Ant Man as well, it wasn't that it went and talked about um, who's the who's the Douglas character, uh, Hank Pym. It didn't really. If it had been a Hank Pym origin, then it would have been a kind of traditional Ant Man origin. Do you know what I mean? As it kind of went after Scott Lang, it kind of changed perspectives a little bit. So I think you didn't get that pure kind of origin story and then doctor strange was an origin in fairness it was actually um thinking about it but not he's not as preferential not as kind of mainstream a character do you know what i mean it's not like one of the big ones that they plan to to build the original avengers around so yeah it's different kind of feel to it and and maybe the, the films have slightly evolved as well in fairness with marvel yeah, um, we got we got some really good feedback from the the Black Panther preview as well. Um, so thanks to everyone that took time to come back and give us your thoughts. We got some really good feedback from a couple of people in terms of what it means to them. And the, yeah. the, the big thing that's come out of the reviews has been so many people talking about representation. And without bogging down too much into it, because we've kind of already done that, you, you can't underestimate what a big film this is when you think out of the main cast, there's only two white actors in it and a huge yeah. portion of the rest of it as well are women. So it's great representation for people of colour, but also for women. And, and if by you think, all accounts, the women kick serious ass. In well, that's yeah. the other thing. If you look at the women and the positions that they're in, you go Angela Bassett 
she's the queen, you know, or the queen regent of, of Wakanda. She's handling the transition between T'Chaka, her husband, and now T'Challa, her son. You've then yeah. got um, his nice sister. Nice pronunciation there. I know. His sister, Shuri, who makes the... Is it Shuri that makes all the tech, or whichever one? Shuri is the tech. She is the cue. I've I've read as the cue to her. To, she's she's yeah, basically kind of Tony there. Stark, but a hell of a lot younger and supposedly a hell of a lot more clever because she does a lot of stuff that's a lot more cutting edge. So you've got the the matriarch figure, you've got the genius, you've then got as you've said the Dora Milaje, who are like an absolute top tier elite fighting force. Yeah. And they're all offering representation to a generation of people that have grown up never seeing a superhero that looks like them. Which to us, we don't know what it's like because we've always grown up with white male superheroes. But if you're a young black lad growing up, this must be absolutely like mind-blowing the same way that Wonder Woman was to so many girls. There were so many girls of you know, young... I, there was some of my friends, one of them, she's got a daughter that is seven. And yeah. she was literally pulling her hair out because she couldn't believe that she was watching a film with a girl, you know, kicking everyone's asses and going off and fighting and all the rest of it, right up to people that are in their 20s, 30s, 40s going, you know what, this is empowerment. And we get it again. So within, what, less than 12 months, you get these two groundbreaking films. And then, you know, I get Luis, which is my personal, like... That's your representation as a Hispanic man. It's my yeah exactly. It's 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 my my deep roots of of Polish uh, English heritage uh, yeah. in in Hispanic form. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, man, it it is. It's it's a kind of poignant moment, and everything about the film kind of centers around that. And and I think that's a really positive thing. We've we've talked about that. Obviously, when we get to see it, uh, I think we'll be equally hyped and and get well, to do a great review. Else. You know. Even if you can ignore the representation and all the rest of it, it looks like a really fucking good film. Yeah, we've said really that. Yeah, yeah, we really have said that. So no, it's 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 a big buzz. And it, it's not I just going to be a good well film because it's a black hero. It's going to be a good film because it looks like it's got a brilliant cast with a brilliant script with a brilliant setting, and it's going to do wonderful things for good the story. for the yeah. um, the MCU because now in this phase the end of three going into four it it looks like we're going to start seeing the the much talked about changeover from the old guard to the new guard and it looks like black panther is probably taking iron man's sort of role because he he looks like yeah the most, we'll see possibly yeah, we'll the natural see. leader with captain marvel coming in for captain america ant-man and the wasp i think maybe fits in with black widow and hawkeye kind There's... of Scope there that they're, they're less of the kind of not supernatural, but that's you know the what thing. I mean? They're There's not full-on supers, are they? They're just slightly augmented, but not yeah. to the degree of Black Panther, where the guy is genius-level intellect, you know, multi-multi-multi-billionaire leader of an African nation. They're just kind of more normal people who've got the the suits to help. And then the, the, yeah. there's other characters that are going to come in that potentially just spin it round and and see where we go. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see the sort of numbers it pulls because we said the I same about Ragnarok guns, and, and Ragnarok pulled in really, really big numbers. Ragnarok did like ab- insanely well 
And I, I think this is going. Let me just have a quick check. What it I, th- is. I think the big thing with Ragnarok. I think Ragnarok got the hype um, and got the buzz, and it was marketed exceptionally well, and it kind of just caught up. Sometimes releases are about the moment. Do you know what I mean? I know Star Wars has pinned down the kind of December role, and I think that's why Solo might tank, maybe because it's a bit average, but equally it's been marketed and, and fucked up over the production. So, so that might struggle with a May kind of June release. Um Whereas I think if you get the release and the timing right, there was nothing really challenging Ragnarok at the cinema. Do you know what I mean? And and strangely, coming into December, you kind of the the film that punched with Star Wars was Jumanji, which really surprised me. Um, but the Rock is the Rock, and the Rock sells, and that's what happens. Um, but that film again, it's just one of those where it's just got a bit of buzz about it, and families and people go and see it. And I think this film is a is kind of more monumental than that and I think there'll be a, a kind of flock of people going because of that but I, I think equally yeah I think there's a, I think it's 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 got the critics back in which I know you're not always that fond of but I think that helps I think if a film gets panned uh, it turns people off a little bit do you know what I mean and then if it, if an audience goes and don't enjoy it as much then they're not going to be talking about it and I think this film's going to have a lot of hype and a lot of buzz and, and I think it's going to go pretty big. I don't know if it'll outdo Ragnarok personally. I think that really did do big figures for... I think it'll get ballpark Ragnarok. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I think, think so. it'll get sort of seven, seven, eight hundred. Yeah, I which, think that... Um, which would big be fine. Release, well, I think we... Should we should we do it chronologically? Should we talk... Yeah, well, we'll we, the, the way we've, we've scribbled these down is to go flip between the various different you know tv and movies as they come out so the next sort of semi-major release uh, we go to tv now and we've got season two of jessica jones which it's been about a year since the first one came out hasn't it made now about 18 months something like that i think at least that man it might be pushing two years you know or maybe it was september 18 months ago maybe it was then i can't quite remember when the original came out I, um, I cannot feel it. Do you know, I've got it, feeling... 2015? Wow. Jesus, so by the time it comes out, it'll be two and a half years. Yeah, so yeah, it was... That it, is crazy. It was, it was a long time ago when you... Cause it, I mean, I know you've rewatched recently season one. Um, I need to, and I don't know if I'll get it in before. It's not that... How many episodes is it? About 10 episodes? Um, I think it's due to be 13 again. Oh, okay, so it's 13 original. Okay, I might be able to squeeze it in. Um, and it's due out on the 8th of me, March for anyone that's listening. I think you rewatched it and maybe gave yourself a bit of a slap and, and told yourself it was better than you'd originally kind of thought it was. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I, I always thought it was good, but I've got, I appreciate it a lot more now, having seen the way that she developed in After the Defenders and <laughs> then going back. I've I've got yeah. more of an appreciation of her as a character. The only the only one of the shows that I really 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 properly ingested on first take was both seasons of Daredevil. The other ones I've only really Punisher appreciated well. them. Sorry, Punisher. Yeah, tell a lie. Yeah. But yeah, Jessica no, you're Jones, right. I think I think Daredevil one was the real hook. I think season two is exceptional as well. But I think season one, of Daredevil, just blew my mind. Really, I, just because I don't think we'd seen anything that graphic on TV in this kind of 
Not not in the superhero genre no. we've not. No, and, and not in a you know, I know Deadpool probably came out after, didn't it? So but Deadpool was, was comedy. It was. It was R rated comedy with obviously some level of brutality and stuff interlinked, but but I think the violence and the kind of braveness of it all and the way it was shot and stuff, it blew us blew us away. I think Jessica Jones was a as a different story. It was it was much more about the story than the spectacle, in fairness. Um, yeah, I mean, the, I think... the story itself was brilliant and it dealt with a lot of really, oh, really serious, yeah, a lot of heavy, heavy, serious issues, heavy uh, issues. Whereas, you know, she, the, uh, about halfway through when she, she finally gets to meet Kilgrave and she starts talking about every time he laid his hands on her, he was technically raping her. And it yeah. really hits a nerve with Kilgrave because he's never really considered that what he does is taking away people's free will. Oh, and it gets care. into obviously the the after effects of everyone he touches. The rest of their life is seemingly ruined because they just can't forget the things that he made them do. But no. the shift now from anyone that's seen the trailers, it's now delving really heavily into her her sort of PTSD that she's got. You know what happened with the accident? How did she get her powers? Well, yeah, it, it kind of got an X-Men vibe to it, actually. I mean, that trailer for me was ace because it had... It was um, tense, wasn't it? It's very, well, it had, very it suspenseful. Well, it had Runaway by the AAAs, which I love that band, and I think that song's great. Um, and so it just fit really perfectly, but you did have that edge to it. It was it was quite... It was just different, actually, to be honest. It had a different feel to the original um I mean, she's a great character. You'll have some really good interplay. She has one very funny line in the trailer uh, with a new character about uh, about rape, essentially, but she makes very light jokes. Oh, of it, yeah, which was funny. yeah. He says, "I don't take no for an answer," and she says, "Oh, how very rapey of you." <laughs> yeah, which is just her in a nutshell because she's just so good at that kind of. She's got no. Um, she's got no filter at all. No, and she's she... essentially you in female form. Yes. Oh, thank you. Even, well, you hey, know, even I've got a filter. Kind of. Not, not much. <laughs> not, not much. Not, much. not on the pod or on Twitter. Or. Or in reality, unless my mother's there. I've yeah, I was going to say, if you've around. got an old person filter, like, this, you know, people you won't Mother be. and grandma, there you go. Yeah, exactly. I'll swear so there are other people's mothers and grandmas, just not my own. I don't know if I'll ever introduce you to my mother or grandma. <laughs> Probably safe if you don't. I think that's fair. Um, and yeah, it, it, is, it, yeah, it sort of looks exciting. That the, the powers that she got are an accident, are a byproduct of them trying to save what, her life. So what, it, yeah, well, no, I'm not weird. sure so much. It, it felt a little bit like that kind of classic superhero origin, like Deadpool, like Wolverine, you know, where she kind of experimented on and maybe it went wrong a little bit. Do you know what I mean? That's what gave her the powers. That's what they implied. Um, we've got the kind of return of the main characters from season one, which I think are great because I think the support cast was was really solid. Yeah. Um, what, what's the fella's name? Uh, the former junkie. Point. Yeah, he's good as well. He's he's good. He's he's a kind of likable uh, like neighbour as such. Um, Malcolm. Yeah. Yeah, because once he got clean, because he's kind of become a sort of like Psychic-y assistant. Psych? Yeah. Because he's helping Trish around Walker. with Trish Walker was good. I think she was a bit. Not sure in the first series. She didn't pack a whole great deal of punch, did she? But and, I think and they're lining the her excellent choice of words because they're clearly lining her up now as the sidekick. And in the comics, she does actually become a superhero called Hellcat. 
And when they've shown it, they've yeah. shown her now with her fight training, there was obviously that scene where she took one of um, uh, um, Simpson's red tablets, yeah, and she went full on because Simpson is a character from the comics called Nuke. Um, he's also been in some Daredevil comics, yeah, and and he, he, he's you know she got a bit of a taste for what it was like to do that. And you see one bit in the trailer where she's she's fighting somebody. It looks like she's in an alley or on the street or something. So, I mean, that could be an angle in itself. You know, she's getting all ahead of herself and maybe Jessica's trying to talk her out of it. Like, you know, it's not all, you know, hero and glory. It's you, you might get shot or stabbed or whatever. And she hasn't got any actual powers. She's just pretty handy with her with her fists. So it, it, it's, it's going to be, be intriguing. Yeah, yeah, it is going to be intriguing. We saw a lot more action. Um, it looks a lot more fast-paced, doesn't it? Because the first season started off quite slow yeah, and, and built up to the Kilgrave reveal. And, of course, at the end of the trailer, we get what looks like a Kilgrave reveal. And we know that he's in there because he's being spotted on set. But you see the bit where he's clapping and everything's gone purple. And it looks like... Because he's obviously not, he's not coming back. He is dead. She full on killed him. It's not, you know, classic comic resurrection. But I'm thinking either she's, she's his, his conscience, sorry, her conscience has taken on the form of Kilgrave. Or it's some kind of like a lingering fingerprint that he's left because he controlled her for so long. She can't 100% get rid of him. And like, you know, everyone has that little voice of nagging doubt in the back of their head. Maybe hers is Kilgrave. Yeah, it, that's that's a true. That's a possibility. Obviously, there is going to be a villain in this. We 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 assume it's not Kilgrave. No, it, it it can't be because he's no. dead. You know, he, she she snapped his neck. She pretty much ripped his head off. So yeah, so there is there is going to be a villain we've not uh, understandably been introduced to. It's a good trailer. I like the way Netflix work. I think they've got and, so and much it's good on the that go. We don't know who the villain is because now we've got yeah, we've got some I, real surprises to come. Yeah, I think that's important sometimes because I think. Yeah, even like going back to Black Panther briefly, we don't know really anything about Killmonger unless you've read comics. You know, we we talked about it in, in the preview, but apparently Michael B. Jordan is incredible in this, so that's quite exciting. But um, but we don't don't get to see that, and that's good. You don't need don't need too much. Do you know what I mean? You don't need a full. I mean, Thanos is obvious. They've built you, up. For you it don't for, need forever. Doomsday in in the Batman versus Superman. You know, you can you can hint and you can lead people, and then you can just leave them guessing. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, a good villain is 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 damn crucial, man. I mean, we've talked about our favourites in the past, but you, you can't get away from needing that antagonist, you know? It, and it's it going to be hard to, to beat Kilgrave because David Tennant was oh, absolutely man. incredible. See, the casting for Netflix as a, as a rule has been on, on the whole Marvel thing. It's just been excellent, man. They've really nailed, I think, every character in there. They haven't always given them a lot to work with and... People would say Danny Rand maybe isn't the right the right fit, but it's a tough role, man. It was it was the rushed element, and so was Defenders. You could feel that. Do you know what I mean? It feels like they were trying to get back to their bankers, which is strange because Defenders should have been should have been big for them. Do you know what I mean? But there's still time to resurrect and resort that out. But I think individual series is where these kind of characters shine. And yeah, Jessica Jones out pretty soon, eighth of March, so it'll drop. All on Netflix, you'll have watched it all within four hours somehow. Um, um, if, it, if, if all goes well, then hopefully within the first weekend I'll have it done. I think I, I scaled it back a little bit. Sometimes you need to 
if you watch things <laughs> without you know it's it's hard when you've got kids you're you're yeah i know you've got a dog um but uh, you know maybe he's quite relaxed um when you've got kids that just don't allow for that which is fine you know that's, that's life um it's quite tricky because if you don't if you don't have a full attention on something you maybe miss stuff and i found second watches of some of these series probably even better at times because you maybe absorb a little bit more you know oh, I, um, I, you definitely do i i like i've just finished the defenders and I enjoyed that a lot more second time because I, I think I would do. I've yeah. picked it up a lot more because when you go into it the first time, you've got all the hype and the excitement, and you're focusing more on trying to follow the story too closely and looking at the big action set pieces, and you miss a lot of the little things, the little movements, the little background things that happen. And when you see it, you go, "Oh, that's really clever." And I've I've done that because across the four seasons, I've rewatched now. I've picked up something in all of them and I've been raving on Twitter about how much more I love Daredevil the second time round, third time for season one. So I already watched that again. And yeah. I've absolutely I, yeah. loved them. But once, once Jessica's out the way, we get to the next big release. So we've gone back to the big screen now. And of course it's infinity war. It's the release. Of it, it's any it's arguably the. It's really it, it's the it's the release of the MCU. You know, this is everything that the previous ten years has it's, worked it's, up till. Mate, it's the release of the century by its substantial distance. This because as big as maybe the, the maybe prequel for Star Wars was coming back, um, I don't think there's anything else in this. You know, where you go back to last century and you had the big follow-ups for Indiana Jones and. You know, maybe Jurassic Park at the time and Star Wars, obviously, Empire Strikes Back, you know, some big, huge things. I, I don't think there's anything that tops this in terms of, of the expectation, of, of the hype. Of... Well, especially with the fact that by the time this comes out, if you include Black Panther and if, you, if you're really generous and include Incredible Hulk, 18 films have led up to this. And, they, and they've led to it directly as well. Do you know what a, I mean? A People lot of them, say, if, if you go through and look at how many of these actually lead directly to it, you'd probably say at least 10 of the films have got direct, you know, big neon well, arrow saying. Doctor Strange, Links, both Guardians films, obviously, with the Gamora Links, um, Nebula as well. Um, Thor, Thor um, the Dark, Dark World, World certainly does because it's got one of the, the gems. Um, Age Civil of Ultron War, does Civil kind War. Of, you know, because it's all about the fractious and it's it's, a, it's almost an Avengers 2.5. Uh, the two Avengers films, uh, yeah, you, you're definitely up there. You, you're definitely you, up there. You're into double figures tank. of the films, and and that's not, you know, you, you sometimes get a couple of films, don't you? you? Know, you might get one or one, two or three films which lead you towards the big crescendo, but on this scale, to have taken ten years, because it was made. May 2nd, 2008, that Iron Man came out. Yeah. And this is released on May the 4th. So yeah. almost 10 years to the day since the MCU began, they finally know. get Thanos on Earth, potentially, on screen, fighting the Avengers. I think... Do you know what? I don't think on Earth. Um, Close enough to Earth. Closer than he's ever been. Closer than he's ever been. I think on Earth in the second film is more likely. Um, I think in the first film, we'd expect that fight to take place on another planet. Uh, you know, the portal that Spider-Man is, is, is close to in New York, perhaps. Uh, and that looks take... like it's right at the beginning, because if you notice, 
he's wearing his his homecoming suit. So it looks like Peter's on a bus going somewhere. He sees that gateway or portal, whatever the hell it is, mm. runs over to it. And there's a bit in the the most. I thought he had his trailer. gold suit on. I thought he had his, his Iron Man gift no, suit the, at that point. Now the first one, he's wearing his homecoming suit and he whips off his mask and it looks like he's gone really high up in the air. So I don't okay. know if that's some kind of a gateway and then Thanos' troops start coming out of there. Well, the troops troops are definitely Wakanda. Um, but they're all We're going to do a preview for this, but, but clearly Wakanda, and there's a lot of talk about uh, one of the admirals or Imperials, whatever they are. Um, I can't remember which one it is, but not the one with the spear. Um, the only one that's name comes to mind is Proxima Midnight, and I don't Proxima know Midnight is 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 involved, but I think in Wakanda. But I think the one that takes Vision Stone and is involved in the Tesseract and Loki is somebody else. So I, I can't remember which one it is. Um, so we're going to get a lot of that, and and we're going to get an all-out war in Wakanda, as we know. We're going to get the Hulkbuster. Um, who's going to be in the Hulkbuster is is interesting talk. We'll see. Um, yeah, there's been a few people. Well, because it looks like the whole poster is is not necessarily with Iron Man. Oh, there's all the toys have given away something else as well. They've now given away the mystery about Thor's new weapon. Uh, yes, they have. Um, I, I only saw that one this morning. And have you seen? You can get that full um, replica of the Infinity Gauntlet. I haven't. Oh my but god, it looks cool as it. fuck. Mate, the, the Lego set. There's a there's a Sanctorum Sanctum Lego set, and half of it is that, and half of it is like um, Spider Man's Peter Park's bedroom in New York. Oh. It just looks amazing, man. Um, it's kind of a Lego Lego Hunter's dream. The Hulkbuster set looks pretty epic. I'm just we, we I'm just looking at this Hulkbuster one now. Yeah, I need, mate, I'm trying to find a picture of it. Uh, it's on Reddit. Um, it's 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 awesome, man. I mean, it's they've done well because look, considering considering the interest in this, and I mean, the interest is is unbelievable. There's not been a spoiler as such, you know. You haven't had any direct spoilers as such. I think they're going to have to really be careful with the, the second film because, as much as what could happen in this film might have implications, I don't think we'll see any major deaths in this film. I don't think we'll see. Ooh, okay. Any major curveballs? I, I see you in the Hulkbuster. Interesting. Yes, interesting. We won't spoil it. Because no, we're no, not no. There to do Go that. and spoil it yourselves. Exactly. Um, I think we're going to do a proper preview on this. Um, yeah, we're going to we, do some articles, maybe around Infinity Wars, some some kind of hype because obviously it's it's the monumental film of our podcast. You know what I mean? It's, of our it's lifetime. the culmination of our 56 podcasts, really. And it's not, but it, it has a massive bearing on, because we obviously love Marvel, um, and DC Comics is your your thing, but Marvel Films as a collective is, is, is very much our shared interest, because, yeah, they just nail it, man. And as much as you're going back through and watching, you know, Road to Infinity War and re-watching all the films and stuff, and I've done that with a few, it, some of them are... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Not as good as, as they could have been, but the majority of those 18 films you said, I mean, they they knock it out of the park nearly every time for me. You know, there's always that debate we have about Avengers 1 and Age of Ultron, but they're both bloody great films. Yeah, you know, they really are. Um, and Doctor Strange, I loved. Ant Man is is a great film, which we've talked about. Um, we love both Guardians. I think the last Guardians didn't quite have the same impact, even though it kind of did the first viewing, and then maybe not the second for me. But then maybe I'll give it a little while and go back and appreciate it for for what it is. But the first Guardians, especially, and and, and Iron Man films, man, they're so good. Like, it's massively underappreciated for what they are. The first Iron Man film I rewatched, I was just blown away, to be honest. It, it, it doesn't feel dated at all. The CG in that, you know, they worked wonders on that film. It's, it's, it's a real. If you wanted to be really gem. picky, the CG around the heads and faces was a bit, a bit wonky. But yeah. in terms of the, the way the suits look and move, Nothing really has changed in ten years. No, no, no. no. I, I, I think the technology I think the in ten years has come on light years. I think now you've got multiple CG parties in shot, which is is different. So you've got the airport scene in Civil War. I mean, we could talk about Civil War alone. You know, if you want to get excited about this film, and a few people didn't like Civil War as much as we did, which I think is mental, but. If you want to get excited about this film, go and rewatch Civil War for me because you see a glimpse of how many characters they can successfully put on screen. And I think coming into this, you're going to have a lot of that. But going into the film after, you are going to have an action set piece that we've never seen. I, I would say, hands down, it's the most ambitious film ever made because of the, you know, the build up. The scale to it, of it. The scale of it. Because of the actors involved, because of the, because of the investment, man. All of the hours, all of the work, all of the effort, all of the marketing, all the merchandise, even all of everything that they they put into place is is really to come to this film. And I don't think we'll see anything like this again. And even if they re rebuild up into a next phase, I don't think you'll see anything like this because this is this has been the perfect kind of build up in anticipation. You know, they've not rushed it. They've not ever overplayed it. Do you know what I mean? They've not ever teased it Thanos too much or they've, they've forced the infinity stones in your face. They've done it gradually. They've done it patiently. It just shows how much planning has gone into it. It's just insane, really. Yeah. It, no, I think that's a pretty, pretty good summary, but as you've said, we'll, 
we'll move on now because we are going to do a, a really in-depth look at Infinity War in the next couple of months. Yeah, so, there's a lot to talk about. Chronologically next, we've got very well-timed scene as the first proper trailer's just come out. Uh, we've got Deadpool 2, which is out in June at some point. I said your Deadpool trailer didn't do an awful lot for me, um, but there's some some promise there. I just think I think it's a lot of cable. It's obviously cable-heavy. Yeah. Um, I and think of course, looks it, great. it's got the usual tongue-in-cheek piss taking way through where they they said they haven't finished the production so yeah and he says come on it's not it's not like it's um it's a metal arm it's not like we're trying to remove a mustache or something which straight away i was pissing myself laughing at that because they don't care do they it was 30 seconds into the first trailer and they just have to stick the boot in well why not do you know what i mean and in fairness you know you're a pretty big fucking target with when you've done something like that and it's impossible for the official slapstick superhero film to not take the piss out of you. And they take the piss out of themselves. You know, they had the, they had the piss take out of Disney as well, didn't they? With the, the, uh, when the, the action figures are fighting and they fall over and they've both got Wade written on their feet, like the, the Toy Story <laughs> like figures Andy. of Andy, yeah, exactly. which, which I missed the first time I watched it. And then second time round I caught it. And yeah. I think I need to rewatch Deadpool to get my excitement back again. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those films I've watched quite a lot, but I'll be watching it's such, it before such an easy watch. I think the first one was such a shock to the system, and even with all the hype, especially your hype around it, I, I was still blown away by it because it didn't. It was different to kind of what I expected, and it didn't take itself seriously, which is what you love at times because you need films like that, you know. Um, but, I, yeah, this film could be great, and I think it will be great. I think Reynolds is always so charismatic that he's going to deliver. I just, I, What I liked about the first film was the kind of mix in it. So you have that kind of very unconventional but awesome love story at the beginning. Do you know what I mean? The, the way they marketed it is a Valentine's yeah. film, which is <laughs> genius. Um, and, and then it flipped into he's being tortured and turned into Deadpool and then all the stuff that followed. And obviously it flipped forward and back and it was really clever production. I just hope we get, I hope we get a good story. I think I just don't just want it to be pure action and comedy. I kind of like a bit of the balance from the first film. So we'll see what happens. Um, there is rumours that that is X-Force behind him on the plane. It, it um, looks like it's either X-Force or it's the first incarnation, which will then potentially have a few people killed in lieu of an actual X-Force. That makes more sense. Yeah, that makes more sense because I don't think there's recognisable characters from what people would say if the. There's nobody I recognise, but I I watched a video yesterday and it did explain who they are and some of the people in there are known characters, but maybe not like the A roster. They might be like, like I say, they might be the initial I want, version. I don't want Deadpool with an A roster. You know, as much as I'd kind of like to see Wolverine and Deadpool on screen, which you never know. Um, no, I mean, I mean, A roster in terms of X Force. No, may, okay, may, fair enough. But I just what... mean in terms of X Men that we would know as such. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think, I don't think it works in Deadpool. I like the fact that you had Colossus, albeit yeah, it wasn't the best character, but he had some, he had some good stuff for. Um, he was good comic relief, off. wasn't he? And and yeah. he's meant to be continuing that whole arc in the in the second one. He's still trying to make uh, Wade, Wade have better a and yeah. have a conscience, and he still wants him to become a full on X Man. 
and you'll obviously have Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Her powers seem to have developed exponentially since the first one. So she's well, probably the going to be the same little... to allow for that as well. <laughs> yeah. Not one screen, you know, or whatever they allowed for in the first film. So. And, the, and there's uh, bound to be more piss takes of, of the X-Men. And I'll be amazed if there isn't some kind of a joke about Logan in there. Oh, mate. Some, you know, something about about him being dead or some more... To, to be honest, my, my favourite... My favourite line is probably still about um, Wolverine and those hairy oh, is, uh, things down under. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, mate, it just honestly, and it's just got me every in. time. Yeah, exactly. It just gets me every time, though. We just, it's so, you know, it's hard to. The big thing for me with Deadpool is it's hard to see where Ryan Reynolds ends and Deadpool begins. Do I don't think I, mean? I don't think there's any gap. I think I, they, I think they are one it. and the same. Yeah. Deadpool wakes up and puts a Ryan Reynolds mm. suit on, and Ryan Reynolds sometimes wakes up and puts a Deadpool suit on. He he's he's got multiple personality syndrome, yeah, and, and it it couldn't work out better. But like no. it, it was only the first trailer, wasn't it? And generally, I always think the first one is just to get your attention. The second one is where you drop all your really big shit, which is what we saw in Infinity War and Black Panther. Yeah, and I think and then there the is third time one with it. Round I was it thinking, off. oh, Christ, it's coming out quite soon, so maybe they won't drop a full second trailer. But they will, because it's Feb now, and it came out last week, um, and they'll drop it a couple of months' time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then there'll be still a couple of months to go. And They'll probably um, do one round April, May. Yeah, probably April, and then April, if they do a third time, one, yeah. they can do one maybe the end of May nah, to they'll really. They do a couple of TV spots. That's what they do now, isn't it? The thirty-second kind of buzz trailers. Well, that—that's what Deadpool does. And that's then, what most um, do. Yeah, it's—it's it's had weird marketing up to this point. It's not even got a title, do we know? Have we had a title for it? I don't think it's. It's just Deadpool two. Okay, that's as, cool. as far yeah, as I've just seen. IMDb. IMDb has it as Deadpool untitled film, untitled sequel. It, um, I hope it's going to have some kind of a funny tagline, you know, Deadpool 2 colon something whatever. Because yeah. it, it seems like the kind of film where they could do that and get away with it without it being taken too seriously. Yeah, it just, yeah, it's an entitled Deadpool sequel, which is intriguing. Um, then after after our uh, beloved Deadpool, we go back to Netflix in theory because Luke Cage season 2 is due out. Now, we don't exactly know when because Netflix are always a pain in the arse with Yeah, release they dates. leave their releases still quite late. I think I think when was the last... It was Iron Fist a summer release or was it Luke Cage it was a summer release? Um, last year. It was Luke Cage, wasn't Luke it? Cage it was a summer was. release. So whenever that came out last year, I think it's more than likely this will come out at a very similar time September. because they tend to stagger the... Oh, did it? Luke okay. Cage was out in September. When the hell was... I know. When the hell was Iron Fist out then? Iron Fist was... How did they squeeze them all in? Was Defenders in the summer? Was March of uh, last year. Oh, God, I'm way off. God, last year feels like forever away now. It's because you've been Um, drinking so much. Yeah, I don't even drink. That's a bad sign, isn't it? Um, August. 18th of August was Defenders last year. So, the likelihood... All they've said is it's 2018, but considering that there's another show to come, which we'll mention later... Yeah, it, it looks like Luke Cage is going to be season two because Mike Coulter was at the Black Panther premiere, and mm-hmm. he said that they finished wrap they wrapped filming months ago. Yeah, it'll be that. out in the summer. Um, it'll be and, out in the summer. And we've had some images out, and it looks like there's a lot of Luke Cage and Iron Fist, which is good for the comics because they had a run together called Heroes for Hire, 
and they had some good back and forth in the defenders because I hope that works, man. Luke I hope really there's some good writing buy. right behind it. I hope because we enjoyed Luke Cage. I, I think so. I think the problem with some of the Netflix series of these, they they go on a little bit, so they have the kind of ups and downs. And and we said the best thing that for me that was in well the the, the thing that they ruined a little bit was that Mashiah Ali's character was much better villain. And he disappeared the actual off after villain. five or six episodes. The actual villain was pretty terrible, yeah. to be honest. And I think that's really what lost a lot of people. Is they got quite excited about, you know, the development of Luke Cage and and the, the stuff on the streets and when he kind of started to take names. Um, they lost interest when it kind of lost that cool vibe and the villain was so. Because we all we all wanted more Cottonmouth, didn't we? And then when Diamondback came in, he was a bit. He was bit, just bit underwhelming. Dull, man. Yeah, massively underwhelming. And then the fight between them, I didn't think it kind of worked. He was all amped up on steroids. It was very wooden. Yeah. It was, it was. And it, it just didn't, I think it lost its way a little bit um, as a series. I think it had some really promising moments. It was really cool at times. I thought the club stuff was ace. Um, and we talked about that in detail some episodes back. Um, hopefully it'll continue the music theme as well because the music yeah, in the music, first show yeah, was absolutely. absolutely brilliant yeah they nailed it man you know they really did I think they they nailed the tone of the film you know the whole feeling of it the, the kind of proper Brooklyn feel and the, the music and the, the being on that ground element you know it, it, it felt it felt like you're on the streets it felt great but I think they just lost that um halfway through give or take maybe three quarters in and and i think if they can just get the structure right and keep the story interesting character's good um i think there's more they can do with it i think is a character he's he's pretty pretty awesome so hopefully and especially now with 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 the events of um of the defenders out the way that the big the big reason why him and iron fist used to uh, butt heads was because he, he really didn't buy into the the mythology and the the mysticism. Well, he's just seen he's seen the Iron Fist in action. He's now pretty much had it proven that people can be brought back from the dead, and he's just seen that underground temple full of dragon bones. So he can't quite be his head in the sand as he was. He can't. In the first he, he's series. got to be a little bit more open, and maybe now he's a bit more open. Maybe now he's he's going to develop his friendship with Danny Moore, which is really comic true and. Maybe as a result of that, they can start bouncing off each other in the way that everyone bounces off Jessica Jones. You know, Jessica worked really well in the Defenders with Matt. She was the best. Constant. I, I was chuckling again before when um, the first time she sees him in the suit and she goes, oh, nice ears. And he's like, they're horns. And then just before they do the final assault on the uh, the Midland Circle building and she looks at him in his outfit and goes, oh, there it is again. And she's just got <laughs> such contempt for this, you know, six foot red. Like bloody I said, outfit. man, she's you in female form. Like, con- you know, that kind of. Gobshite. Well, kind of gobshite. It's you know. fine. I'm, I'm comfortable with what I am. You know, I, I, it's a compliment, man. It's like a cynical kind of. I, wonder if Chris, I should tweet Kristen Ritter and see if she agrees. Yeah. I'll do that when we've finished. Um, I think she plays it well, man. I think she's she's great. Oh, I love her. It'd be nice if she's involved. You know, the more of her, uh, the better, really. For me. She um, she should be because they they repaired the bridges between them at the end where 
Yeah, they they, they, they hadn't yeah. really spoken after the events of Luke Cage, and then now they've sort of you know they've gone through this horrible tragedy together of losing Matt and all the things they've seen. You'd think that that's going to draw her out a little bit. If she's only in for one or two scenes, that'll do. Just just keep yeah. keep Kristen Ritter's presence. Keep keep presence and if she's not there just give me rosario yeah keep day. keep rosario in it because there's obviously the romance there with luke but yeah. i think they are going to go down the the luke jessica romance and claire will have to go somewhere else but as we've said on basically every netflix mention that we've done she's the rope that ties every single character together perfectly summed up by the fact that she's the one that brings all the defenders together really because she's the one that brings Luke and Danny together. Yeah. Because he, he goes to her, doesn't he? And he's talking about this this guy that he's found with his glowing fist. And he's talking about dragons and chi. And she's like, you need to meet someone. And then seconds later, they show them at Colleen Wing's dojo. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it, it set, up, set up nicely. So, by the time we get to the summer, we've already had a pretty exhausting time with TV and movies. We have. We then get to Ant-Man and the Wasp, which, again, we've, we've not long in, what, the last two weeks? Maybe we've had the first trailer for? Yeah, it's a couple of weeks old now. Um, what did you think of that trailer? Uh, not enough Luis. <laughs> um, he was literally in it for about a second, wasn't that's, it? That's uh, yeah, it literally. Give me two minutes to Luis, and I, I don't care, <laughs> man. I'll, I'll pay you a lot of money. Um, I thought it looked good, man. I, I thought there was some clever kind of imagery with the the shrinking of buildings. Do you know what I mean? Which I thought was really that cool. Brilliant um, with the little when he turns the building into a little pop-out suitcase. I just think that's genius. Um, I thought that was really cool. I thought Giant Man looked much bigger in this, oh, this carnation of him. So fucking cool as always. I know, man. It's it, honestly best thing about Civil War. I I I love that film, and there's some Ace moments in it. I just think Giant Man just had me. Oh. <laughs> it was just, it was poor Rudd. You knew it was going to do that. Yeah, well, That's the I was best line in the whole of that film. I know it's not even a word. It's just, it's just. Oh no, no, sorry. Bad. The best line is what comes after it, where he goes, "Tiny Man's big now." Yeah. Rody looking all terrified. Tiny Man's yeah. big now. And what's the thing? If if any of you got any secret, you know, hidden abilities do you want to declare them now or whatever yeah. <laughs> just because the guy on the other team's just gone giant um and the, the, they've got the good little bit with the um turning small objects into large things where um wasp what's her name evangeline lily yeah what's a bloody character name is it hope yeah hope, hope it is she uh, she throws the Pez dispenser, Hello Kitty Pez dispenser, oh, yeah. That's pretty and then cool. lobs one of the discs. And of course, now the van has got pin particles in it, so the the van can go tiny. Yeah, that's cool as shit. So it goes. Mate, tiny I just think it's fun, man. It's going to be so fun because the the first film was just was just great. It, it was just great film. It was it was the good. Fun's the best uh, word for it. it it's got I the think action. That's what it and is. It's, it's, it's not it's heavy. Really hilarious because Paul Rudd, as we know is predominantly a comedic actor. He's got incredible timing. We Yeah, he, he has. And we we always said there's him and Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. And you just think, Christ, how the hell did you guys become leading male? How did you become superheroes? 
Yeah. Uh, how how does look... the first thing I remember Paul Rudd as is Mike from Friends. Clueless. Crap. Oh, I, I remember him from Clueless. That was how long ago he was in that. How did and he look the same as he looked in that as he did in yeah. fucking crap bag? Because that was his name. He went. He went to crap bag when she became Princess Consuela Banana Hammock. Yeah. How did <laughs> crap bag end up as Ant Man? Yeah, just, and you and you look at him, man. I look through his films, and I'm I'm a big Paul Rudd fan. I did the other day films. as well. He's been around um, forever. He has, and he hasn't really changed. Um, he's obviously an anchor man, and I love him in that. Oh, Brian he's, he's the best thing in the Forty Year Old Virgin. Really, for me, <laughs> just yeah. hilarious in that. Um, all the characters are great in that. I've seen, but in fairness, obviously, um, Steve Carell's brilliant, and Seth Rogen's really funny. But he, he's just such a good kind of comedic actor. But then the guy gets ripped and lean, and you're just looking at him and Chris Pratt and going, "It's just not fair, man." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just it's, it's ridiculous that these and guys. Sixty percent of the time, Paul Rudd works every time. Exactly. Um, I thought the trailer looked really fun, like I said. Fun is the is the key word with these films. Um, I think it's going to be a good kind of light relief. And as I kind of mentioned with Black Panther, I think Black Panther is, is much more out there visually and, and more bold, but not on that Ragnarok scale. Um, but I think this film's a bit more conventional. And, I, you know, you, you need films like that. It's a good summer release. I think it's a really good action summer release. I think that's it. Yeah, in between that and and obviously Mission Impossible is getting a lot of hype for the big summer release. I think this will do quite well around that summer blockbuster window because out out of all the Marvel films, this makes more sense to release in the win in the summer because it's the family one. This is the one that kids will get a lot out of because of the imagery of and you know it's It's more fun, man. You get like the first film, the big Thomas the Tank. You know, yeah, there was the Thomas the Tank engine, the giant ant. The the, the whole fight scene in and around the train set where you've got that really big suspenseful moment where Yellow Jacket's on the track and then when the camera zooms out, it just hits it and just just goes... Tiny little explosion, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just... It is... Fun is the best word for anything Ant-Man related. And And you need that, man. And the Wasp is going to add an element. She can obviously fly, she kicks him out. Because she's she's a lot more serious. And obviously he's he's got a little chip on his shoulder because she's got wings and she's got blasters. And he's and like, you got oh, Douglas so did... again, man. You so know, you, so got you didn't have that man. technology when you made my suit. And he's like, you know I did. I and he's basically, you know, he's like, you know, she's my daughter, of course she gets the cool well, shit. Well, that, but also he, he beats quite hard. They both rip the piss out of him constantly in the first oh, film. Yeah. And that's not going to change. He is the whipping boy, you know, and in the, in the nicest kind of possible sense. Um, and then you've got Luis. So obviously, Luis, and there will be at least four or five, you'd hope, of Luis's now trademark dialogues, where he he manages. He's basically like your dad. He could he could make a post-it note into a fucking like War and Peace. It's it's just genius, man. It's just genius. I'll be amazed Um, if the second one doesn't feature some kind of Luis. The best way they could bring him in would be to have Luis narrating at least the introduction to the trailer. Yeah. That would be, you know, it starts off in in dark, and all of a sudden, Luis's voice comes in, and instantly you'd be going, "Yes!" Oh man, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be. You'd excited. be chewing your phone or whatever it is you're watching it on, just because you love Luis so much. Uh, Peyton Reed is directing as well, which is nice. Yeah, a bit of continuity there. I think he did a a really good job. Uh, we obviously, you know, my love for Edgar Wright and and the kind of. <laughs> Uh, issues that went along, but considering he picked up a film halfway through, actually, if you talk about its lifespan, you know, 90% through because the script was done and Edgar Wright has done so much pre-production work. 
um, and his vision for it. It was kind of it's kind of a miracle that it came out the way it did, really, yeah. because it's not easy to do that. It really isn't. Directors, I think, under Marvel, it works because you've got that overseeing. Well, you look at Justice presence. League as the prime example of what can go yes, wrong you when you when yes, you change you at such a crucial stage, and you could very easily flip it on its head and say, "Well, Ant Man." This is how you do it properly. You know, Success. things happen. Yeah. Staff, staff. I think you'll see films. it. You see it with Ron Howard coming to try and steady the ship of what the fucking disaster that that the solo and solo film is going to be. So we'll see. It, it see if it works. It's it is a risky move. Sometimes it plays right. I think the big issue with Justice League was the the very contrasting nature of the directors. You know, um, you can't really go from dark to light that that comfortably. It doesn't work. But in um, terms of a segue. That is an absolutely perfect because we're actually going to go from light to dark. Mm-hmm. So going from the fun, jovial aspect of uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, we've the next release chronologically we think will be Venom. So we this is this is an odd one because the the trailer, trailer a trailer without Venom, which means the CGI is not finished in my opinion. I think you're right. The only which, the only yeah. the only bit we've seen the trailer we must we must have we've seen the teaser trailer we've seen the um symbiote in a container you know squelching around almost the almost metamorphosis as well when he's when he didn't yeah when he didn't like the mri and you see the black sort of coming up through his veins but i thought the same thing if they they've either done it and they don't like it or I think Sony, Sony don't market well. Can we be honest? Like the the, the reason Spider-Man: Homecoming works so successfully is because Marvel because Marvel such a big input. It, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the big issue with this is it's back to Sony, and Sony are really crap at marketing. Um, I think they just no need to release. They, they've done some weird marketing already. They did some kind of live stage show. You know where they streamed into some theater or something with students. And and Tom Hardy was there. That was a weird kind of there's weird marketing around the film, some weird publicity going around the film. I think it's a film itself. I think the director's is good. I think the cast is great. Oh, Tom uh, Hardy, I just touch, think is such, such a good. Have you seen Mad Max yet? No. Just put it out there. Christ. So he's he's obviously Max, and that's a big role to underplay. He's amazing in that. Um, he doesn't talk a lot, but he doesn't need to. But we've had him in Spain. Um, every Tom Hardy role is is incredible. Um, he's such a good actor in literally everything he does, man. He's he's the he's main one of those thing about that, him yeah. is for this. He's got the look. My biggest problem with Spider Man Three wasn't <laughs> the, the the CG on Venom wasn't There's enough issues. With it, it wasn't but, yeah. terrible. The big issue was Eddie Brock is a oh. weightlifting, muscle bound. Job. He's 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 basically he's basically Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. It's not Toe for Grace, you know, the nerdy fuck from that '70s show. I mean, in terms of casting, how wrong can you get it? To we, the, the, we had someone on Twitter, didn't we, telling us Rock in a comic. He is yeah. a huge, triangular-shaped guy because he's got massive shoulders, big pecs, big arms, and then you go and get Toe for Grace. Who I'm not, I'm not joking. Toe for Grace makes me look like the Rock. Because Jesus Christ, he's he's oh my God, it's awful. But Tom was, Hardy is a big fucker. I mean, you look at what what he was in in Bane. He'll Bane, be in that sort of shape for Venom. Yeah, Warrior is a film he did about UFC, and he was in incredible shape for that. 
the guy goes to extreme lengths. He goes kind of the opposite of what Bale does. So you know Bale does those kind of extreme parts where he loses shitloads of weight. But he um, did that for like Batman. He gained something like forty yeah. pounds in in beef to. Yeah, I think I he did. He did for one of the Batman role uh, for one of the the Dark Knight films. Christian Bale does does do the weight gain as he well. He does but... both, man. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not. Well, Bale that's where he fucked up, isn't it? Because but... he does both. One after the other, he gained forty pounds for for Batman, and then he went away and did one where he lost about fucking seventy, and he, like his ribs and his spine were sticking out. Right. Was it the Machinist? The Machinist was probably predated that. He lost so much weight. You it might be the other way around. It might be that he did the Machinist and I then he had he to gain right. He had I to get his it, yeah. normal weight and then he had to bulk up. Yeah, it's interesting when Bale does it. He, he really does go to extreme lengths, man. He's and a, quite an extreme actor. Have you heard the talk that I, I've never even heard of this film that Sony released called Life? So, yeah, someone put this. Uh, Life came out last year. It, People are saying that life is meant to have been the prequel, and I've just read a synopsis of it. The unmanned Pilgrim 7 space probe is returning is returning from Mars to Earth with a soil sample that might contain evidence of extraterrestrial life. Yeah, I need to watch that film. It's, it's I'm going to have to watch it now. It's even kind of it's Aliens Light. Shit. I don't think it's, it's, it's not a bad film, apparently. It um, made $100 million off a $58 million budget. Yeah, yeah, I know, but not every film is huge, you know. It's, it's. I'm gonna watch it anyway because if it's got any mention of any kind of black. Dylan Hall's in it. I think it's decent enough. Ryan Reynolds is in it. Is he? Ryan Reynolds, Jake Gyllenhaal, Rebecca Ferguson, um, and then a few other people that I've never heard of. Which one's Rebecca Ferguson? She's in Mission Impossible. She's Swedish and British kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know her. Actress. She's good actress. Um. Yeah, I'll watch it. It seems intriguing. Um, so, yeah, that we, we've yeah, not really it's, got a lot it's to talk about. Yeah, it's interesting what Venom will be. I mean, I was a bit underwhelmed because I think sometimes there's a case for saying don't release a teaser trailer if you're not ready to. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't need don't to, do man. A, two a couple of posters gets a bit of hype. Do it's do not a coming out. Second teaser. It's not coming out till October, man. There's no need to release a full two minutes of of nothing really happening. Do you know what I mean? Like, it it didn't need to be released for me, but I think it'll be a great film. And it's too I, much I, good I've behind high it. Hopes. I know a lot of people haven't because it's Sony, but I have I, I just, because it's Tom Hardy. It's too many good, yeah. I don't think he would have taken this if the script wasn't solid. And it looks like... Well, no, very, I, very I said Michelle Williams thing. is pickier than anyone, mate. And she, she honestly has never said she would go near a commercial franchise film. She only does quite independent cinema, uh, kind of bold, different films. And she chose to come into this, so... You know, for me, when actors do that, Riz Ahmed's in it. Riz Ahmed's a great I actor. I Riz Ahmed. Yeah, he's a I brilliant really actor. I really do. Um, I, I, I want to see... I hope he's got a significant enough role. He looks kind of scientist role in this. I think they're playing him as. I'm not sure yeah, which character. Yeah, I think that's um, that's the way he's been... I but, think he, but, he's been you know, pitched as like the guy that... He's one of those, around Riz Ahmed. With the He's never going to be... It. it doesn't seem like they're going to give him a lead role in, in Hollywood for some time, but... Um, he he's kind of now been in Star Wars. He's going to be in this. He's getting good gigs, man. People are obviously recognising he's a very talented actor. Um, he did a really good TV show where he was put to jail, and I can't remember what it's called. Uh, the night of. Yeah, which I yeah. And of course, meant. he was his his first major breakout role was um, Four Lions, I think. Yeah, and he's he's calling Nightcrawler as well. It's a Jake Gyllenhaal film a few years ago. Is he a Nightcrawler? He's the guy he oh, sets up. He, yeah, yeah, he's his um his little assistant, assistant isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's Nightcrawler! It. I can't believe you've seen. Brilliant. 
You like Nightcrawler? Yeah, I loved it. Oh yes, um, that's it's such a cool film, man. Um, yeah, such a cool film. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, I think, belongs in a in a in a comic film. To be honest, I think uh, I'm not sure he's Batman, um, but I, I, you know, I think he's not. He's not got the charisma for Batman. He could be Batman, but he couldn't be Bruce Wayne. I think he could be a good Nightwing, to be honest. But um... yeah, I could. Get... He's actually one of the um, one of the most popular like fan picks for the the Nightwing. Well, I think film. Joseph Gordon-Levitt surprised a lot of people because I think he would have, you know, could have been a good Robin or whichever role it would have played out to be. Do you know what I mean? As Blake, and I think he he kind of looked it and and felt the part. I just don't. It's obviously we always talk about that. But it was a shame they didn't then take up on that and go anywhere with it. But Big there's a shame. lot of good actors, man. There's a lot of good actors to kind of play these roles, and a lot of newer actors coming through as well. You can't always. It's not always going to be the same people. Do you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, there's some interesting things. Have we got one other film, or is there any more? There's a couple, but the next thing that we've got is Daredevil season three, which again we don't know the exact. I'm not sure it'll come out. Is it? Is it definitely? It's it definitely 2018. The, the rumour is winter, so you'd think if Luke Cage is out in the summer, this has got to be October, November. Yeah, again, Iron Fist territory, so probably late October, November. And all, all we know about this so far is based on the end of The Defenders, it, season three follows on. Um, it, it's an adaptation of the Born Again arc, which is arguably what the, the best Daredevil graphic novel you'll ever get. And I, I urge anyone who likes Daredevil to read it because it is brilliant. I need to read it, yeah. And it, it's basically the Kingpin finds out that Matt Murdock is Daredevil from Karen Page, which is a very long story which we won't go into yet because we haven't got time. Um, and he uses that knowledge and it's kind of like Bane with Batman and he systematically breaks him down. He doesn't just go, right, I know who he is, I'm going to attack him. He attacks him personally rather than just, you know, get him in a fist fight and beat the shit out of him. And he breaks him down and down and down. And then he drops a building, you know, and completely destroys his home. And it's just incredible. It's very psychological. And we know that Wilson Fisk, the kingpin, is going to be the main villain of season three. And it's set up really well. And especially now with the end of The Defenders, when Matt somehow survives the building coming down and he wakes up in a... What the nuns live in Covenant? Convent. Convent. That's. I'm thinking of witches. I'm thinking of a witch's. Alien Covenant, Covenant is all I can think of. Which... I'm not thinking yeah, of Alien Covenant those, because don't I refuse bring to watch memories, it. Jesus Christ. Um, um, and that's got his mother in. That's another part of um, of that arc. Is he meets his mother, uh, Maggie Murdoch. I saw who was cast as that. She's. I only know her from a film called Willow, which is a film I watched loads growing up. Um, God, that's Robert a bloody Davison. deep cut back Dal- to childhood. Val Kilmer, yeah, she plays Saw. She, she must play the the one that Val Kilmer kind of falls in love with. Because um, they have that at the at the end of um, thingy, at the end of the Defenders, they say, "Oh, he's awake. Go and get Maggie." Yeah, yeah. Maggie yeah. is his mother, it's who he's cool. never known. So it it, it it's set. It's going to be great. Man, it's set up very well. But other amazing. than that, we don't yeah. really know a lot about it. Oh, just give me more Fisk. It's he's such a good villain, man. To be honest. And I still don't think always. I mean, we've seen a lot of Daredevil. Don't get me wrong, but there's more to give, man. A lot more to offer. Do you know what I mean? The comics are so extensive. There's so many great comic arcs. It's he's a he's a character that can run and run. Do you know what I mean? There's so much to give. And the so. only people that we know are in it is Matt, Karen, Foggy, Kingpin. 
Needs they're they're the only now. ones that have been actually not confirmed. enough Karen in recent times either. Punisher was just a glimpse of Karen. Yeah. Um, we'll see. It's, it's a long way away, so hopefully, I think we'll get a trailer in the summer. That's and, it, and Joanne Wiley. Yeah, crazy She's from man. Salford. Look at these people. She's from Salford. She is from Salford, apparently. Madness. Uh, small world. And. So the, there's not not really much to say on that. So next thing, which I didn't even realise was out this year, is yeah, we've is. got another X Men film. We've got Dark Phoenix. We have, um, which is is weird because it, it's it is held up as being one of the best Marvel books ever. I read the Dark Phoenix saga and I hated it because I just I thought it was such a convoluted story. But we, we at, at the end of uh, Apocalypse. We we got that bit where Jean Grey unleashes the Phoenix Force. Phoenix, Phoenix, bloody hell! I think I'm drunk from tea. She unleashes yeah. the Phoenix Force, which, as everyone will know from the original X-Men films, it's always been inside her, but she's battled to keep it in. And first of all, it comes out as the Phoenix, and then it sort of takes on a really dark persona, and it really takes over Jean's life, and she becomes exponentially more powerful, and she's really hard to control, and I haven't seen much about this in terms of details or how closely it's adapted to the story. I think you, you won't see a lot for a little while. I know we got Venom and that's coming out in October, but this is due in November. Um, the cast is still massive. You still got Jennifer Lawrence and Jessica Chastain, and which is funny because uh, Jessica fast, Lawrence fast said she was done, didn't she? But she yeah. she got drawn back in. Fastbender's in, McAvoy's McAvoy. in, and obviously Sophie Turner is playing G- Jean Grey, which would be interesting. Nicholas Holt's back as well. Um, the director, Simon Kinberg, is quite interesting. And Mainly crucially, because... the one you missed, we've still got Evan Peters as Quicksilver, which is ace. <coughs> That's true. Because um... he has had, in the two films that he's been in, he has had the best two scenes. The one in, uh, in the prison when they break out Magneto, where they fight the guards in the kitchen. And then yeah. the one in Apocalypse when they clear out the the uh, mansion yeah, yeah, before yeah. it gets blown up. I think you'll be quite excited by the producer because, well, the director because he he's never directed a film before, but Simon he was the executive producer on Legion. Um, he produced or was a producer on Logan. He was a producer on Deadpool. I never recognised his name. The Martian. Um, he's done a lot. He's, 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 Ooh, he's Sherlock involved. Holmes. He co-wrote yeah. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. So he's been involved, man, in a lot of really interesting things. He also um, co-wrote Fantastic Four reboot, so he's instantly an arsehole. There is that. He worked um, on Rogue One. He got yeah. a thanks credit at the end of it, apparently. It's it's he's interesting. His he's screenplay. In, he did clearly uh, a well. He did X Men: Days of Future family. Past. He's he's definitely a guy that's got knowledge of the, the sector because he's done a lot of writing and producing so yeah. he, he clearly is a comic boy so that helps it does um it could be a great story um gene gray you know dark phoenix is, is a big arc i know you didn't like it and but even in the, the cartoons and everything gone before it's it's pretty huge moment do you know what i mean so yeah we'll it is it's a massive arc play it. it is and and obviously it's kind of now the, the takeover with disney we've got to see where they decide to take X-Men, and this is kind of almost a rebirth. Well, it's not, but you know what I mean? They're going to have to go somewhere after this that's a bit different. Um, so it's intriguing. But it's too early to say what's going to happen, because we don't know anything. It's still in post-production. So, um, 
And then finally, finally, to to round off the year, we finish with DC's one and only film of this year, which is Aquaman. Yeah, only one film, right? So before we go into it, one film is dangerous for me. When um, when when your rival company is doing three, I mean, even Fox have got more films out, and Fox tend to have a couple a year. Do you know what I mean? Like they they tend to stick to that kind of formula now. Um, it's it's a massive risk for me because you've got no one, you've got no interest in in until December. I mean, well, really, you won't even see any trailers for that until the summer. The only thing about that is potentially that lines up with maybe they might be able to do a really big reveal at Comic-Con. Have we got a big Star Wars film this year? No, we don't. I don't think so. No, but potentially, because so Comic-Con is, is June, July, isn't it? They could drop their trailer at Comic-Con. Maybe that's why they're going for a December release. Because if they well, were doing... Well, there's no Star Wars either, man. Like I said, there's no big competition in December, probably. Yeah. So, it's not a bad time because you've literally got no rivals. But, what, you need more. Do you know what I mean? I mean, they've had a disappointing run. You know, whatever you think of Justice League, and we, we've we've been honest about that, and we were quite fair, I think, about that film. I don't think either of us. We disagreed a little bit on, on our overall perspective, but equally, we, we, we were both a bit disappointed one way or another. But it's not been a success, no matter how you spin it. Do you know what I mean? So it's gone badly, and the, the figures from that are really poor. And, and crucially, the... how can you catch up with a rival by going slower than them. Well, they fucked around trying to get Wonder Woman 2 in production because they're trying to get Patty Jenkins. Yeah, they were trying to get Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot on because they were trying to make sure that Weinstein was... And I know you weren't going to have it this year, but it certainly won't drop next year, I don't think. Well, maybe it will, but it'd be surprising. Um, The Flash has been banded around and I think they finally got a director who's settled but I mean Jesus that's taken far too long and it's going to be terrible anyway because Because it's Flashpoint um, and it's going to be just stupid because oh, they're going to ruin it and then you know Aquaman is, is exciting don't get me wrong I, I'm not dissing the film I think it's got scope and, and it's it's a cool director and, and Momo is going to be fun um, I just don't think I don't know what they're doing, man, anymore. And I think Jerry Bruckheimer or one of those kind of action directors has signed on for something. Seems like an awful choice um, of, of a director to bring on, some pure action director to, to do a, a new film of, of Warner Brothers on a side character. I can't remember which one it was. Um, Joaquin Phoenix has uh, talked as a, a an origin for Joker kind of excites me because I'm a massive Joaquin Phoenix fan and I think he kind of suit the the kind of transition, transformation kind of going off the rails kind of phase. But I don't know, man. I I, I just don't think, I feel like they're orderless, rudderless, kind of directionless at the minute. I think they've lost all, they've just lost all direction where they want to go. Um, and someone needs to really, get a grip and sort that shit out and make some good films, you know, because they're not going to make any money otherwise. And that's what they care about, it feels. So. Well, I'm I'm hopeful that, excuse me, Aquaman will be good. Um, they're filming Shazam right now. and um, oh, Shazam's being filmed now. Yeah, um, Zach, Zachary Levy put a photo up the other day of him wearing his costume, but he was wearing a big, thick coat. Are so they filming, they're... God, what's the, the villain from Black Adam. Arrow? No, the villain from Marrow. Um, 
Got the orange mask. Oh, Deathstroke. Is that being filmed at the minute? It must be. I uh, don't know. I think that's in production. So, stuff going on, but... Not, not enough. Soon. <laughs> not enough. No, exactly. Uh, it's like a Liverpool transfer window. Um, I just don't... I just, well, it is. I just don't think there's enough going on, man. I mean, you're not... You're not even hedging your bets because, you know, occasionally, even if you d- release kind of a, uh, you know, like we said with Ant-Man, it's not you, you, you hard hitters. Do you know what I mean? But you've got to keep the momentum. You've got to you keep, need the to keep your name out there. I know. What, whatever happens, a slow year for Marvel, they still get at least two. Two for, I think the slowest years we've ever had with them, they've still had two. There was two a couple films of films, there was two years. Yeah, there was a couple of films, a couple of years, there was only two films, sorry. And that's enough um, because then you're never really going more than six months without anything year, being on there. I mean, I mean this is going to be. You know, over next a year, year you've got Captain Marvel and you've got Gauntlet and you've got. I don't know, is it another Spider Man film coming out next uh, year? I think the sequel for Spider Man out yet next yeah, year, yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, you know, they, they know, and it's not the Marvel DC thing, but. They need to sort their shit, man. You can't just you can't you gotta you gotta sort it out. If it's a reboot, if it's whatever you want to do, if even if it's Flashpoint to reset the timeline and just start again. Do you know what I mean? And I, I think that's that, what I think that's why they've not got so much coming out because I think they they are determined. Well, the Soul Batman films right. had so many problems as well, hasn't it? Do you know what I mean? Oh, New directors brought on board and, yeah. and Affleck being uninterested and dropping out of directing and getting a script together. And I know they should wait and get it right. I understand that, but you don't want to miss the boat altogether. Do you know what I mean? You can't you can't miss the boat. And I think one release in 2018 is when Marvel had literally. Dominating the year, you know they're going to dominate this year, um, and especially considering that, you know, I think Dark Phoenix might might trouble Aquaman if it if it's a good film. It's out in November before December, maybe. Um, and I you think know, the, that the X Men sort of prequel franchise is it's done well. Very, it's done well. It's very well Days established. Did really well, and, and Apocalypse was pretty terrible. But but barring that, there's some good films. And, you know the other two. This, and Logan obviously did exceptionally well last year, and yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Deadpool's going to dominate in the summer with Ant Man. I think Marvel, obviously Disney now buying out Fox, is just going to rule the whole of cinema for the big releases, unless there's a bloody Fast and Furious film um, or a Rock franchise um, of other other types. Um, and so yeah, you're gonna you go, it's going to be an interesting year this year. Um, there's no Star Wars film, and Infinity Wars is going to walk away with it. The top, top viewed, but it still comes in second place, man. There's going to be some interesting ones. I think Black Panther, like we said before, is going to do really well. I think Ant Man is going to get the summer audience, um, and I think that the Marvel TV shows are going to do well again. Daredevil and Jessica Jones should do should do really popular things. Usually, they're both very good. So um, yeah, I think it's a pretty bumper year. Let's be honest. It is. It's. I can't think of a year where we've had this. No. this so three three Marvel films, three Netflix shows, two There's Fox, other TV as well, Beauty. man. Legion's coming back, season two. Yeah, um, there was Legion, there was Cloak and Dagger, there's... Um, uh, more Arrow and Flash, obviously. Yeah, Arrow, Arrow Flash, Legends. Supergirl, Legends, uh, Black Lightning, presumably. I mean, it's just... It's crazy crazy good time for and the comic stuff. Quite. I haven't watched Runaways, but there's a lot of good 
press around that in fairness i've still um, not watched it but i keep meaning to but yeah i, keep I think finding I other things to watch yeah but that look there has been some good production from comics and um interesting things animated spider-man we wouldn't couldn't talk about now but we will revisit in the future yeah in, into um, the spider-verse the one that's voiced by donald glover that's due out in december as well that's gonna be cool man that's gonna be cool it See that might. Be. yeah it looks good um from what i've seen um it's nice animation big release you know it's quite rare um in that genre um the incredibles is out this year that will do big summer business um from a slightly different hero standpoint um the incredibles too um and yeah it's going to be uh all coming up disney this year i think bar mission impossible which might spoil the party in the summer because it's some it looks pretty epic so um i would imagine this this year in movies is going to be fairly significant yeah and on that note i think we should probably shut up for yes one. we should we should um i'll do a quick plug uh i'm now the host of the movie night podcast i did it one one part of of uh, about david fincher um where i proper fanboyed about it with um luke and simon it was really good and we got part two coming out quite shortly uh where i talk even more but it's 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 pretty cool it's my kind of chosen subject on mastermind um and yeah we've got a lot to come with that I'm sure Stu will be on at one stage or another. Probably talking Nightcrawler now you've admitted that. Because um, that's a cool film to revisit. Um, and there's a lot of good stuff we're going to cover in in the coming months and open to suggestions and guests and various. So it's cool. Um, nothing otherwise from me. Um, we will be back soon, won't we? With We're going to talk about female superheroes, but we want to get the right guest for that. And we also want to talk about Iron Man, and we have a guest for that, but she's very busy. Yeah, she's very elusive. Yeah. Um, my, if she ever is free for an evening, we might have to double up on the podcast and do both, um, if we can. Um, and then we'll obviously go to watch Black Panther soon, so we'll give you our kind of reactions to that on our Twitter handle, at AI Comic Pod, and then we'll obviously review it with a really cool guest in, in a few weeks' time. Yeah. Okay, catch everyone later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.